Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Even If podcast, the podcast where each week we share stories of faith and the hope of Jesus. I'm your host, Christy Lowe, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Today's guest is Eric Finley, and today's topic is about self-control. Before you turn this off or go, oh my gosh, I don't want to even think about self-control, I want to encourage you. I think that today's conversation with Eric holds a lot for all of us to take away and and think about. So don't be afraid. Self-control, it's not going to hurt you. And I think we can all probably benefit from hearing what he has to say about it. I do want to give you one little piece of information before we jump in. In the conversation, he and I talk about a time a number of years ago, about a season of my life, I quit drinking entirely. I went for two years, didn't drink at all. God really had to get me alone with Him and and let me quit numbing myself. Um, You know, we're all messy, complicated human beings, and that was something God used to wake me up and to redirect me and point me back to Him. But you're going to hear Him say something about that season of my life, and I didn't want it to catch you off guard. And hey, if you haven't already followed the show, give us a follow. That way, every Tuesday, when episodes drop, yours will be ready and waiting for you when you open up the app. I think you're going to be blessed by today's episode. So without further ado, let's dive in. Well, everybody, I want to welcome y'all to the to the podcast today. I've got a great guest with me today and one of my dear friends. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Eric Finley. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you for coming. Hey, and if y'all are listeners, y'all know I have a couple of dogs and we have one dog totally who is not cooperating today. So if you have barking in the background, just, yeah, you know, it's just life. We, we don't have a, a studio here. We're sitting at my kitchen table. And so Dottie in the background is yelling. And although I love the dog... She is not resting peacefully right now. When I ask you to come on the podcast and we were talking about the fruit of the spirit and this whole series, I know that you have quite a story to tell. Before we get to that, though, anything you want to share with them about who you are and what brought you here today? Okay. Yeah. Well, you and I have known each other five years-ish Longer than that, probably because of John. Yeah. I mean, and then you and I got to know each other over a real estate deal. Yep. And now I'm, you know, doing real estate, followed yep. your lead. Yeah. Married to Ashley. Married to Ashley. Met Ashley here. Kids born here. Yep. Yeah, I have two kiddos. You have mm-hmm. Sam, who is now 10. Yes. And then y'all have Kate Kate, who passed away when she was five. Yes. In uh, August of 2020. Yes. Yes. And I'm sure we're going to talk more about that too. I'm sure it'll come up. She's a, it's it's kind of my favorite subject. So if, if Kate Kate comes up, I'm fine with that. And her name really is not Kate Kate. It's her name's Catherine. Catherine. But um, we called her Kate. And then for some reason we called her Kate Kate. Yeah. And so. It fits. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I so appreciate you and I'm glad that you're here today is because like many of us are, our stories are not pretty and tidy. There's there's plenty in our lives that are messy, that are complicated. We're just, we're complicated people. Part of your story is that you realized that you were drinking too much. Yeah. I mean, I, you posted something on Facebook mm-hmm. when you had been, when you had stopped drinking for a year. I did. Yeah. Um, and that, 
really spoke to me. Do you know it was New Year's Day? What year? It was I. I, I went twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. I I was totally dry, but I posted at the end of twenty eighteen about the fact that I had not been drinking for a year. Okay. So it was probably New Year's Day 2019 that I posted that. Yeah, that makes sense because my mom passed away in November of 18 and we met at her house Mm -hmm. that spring. And I told you then. Yeah, I remember that. That I was really impressed with your post and that spoke to me and that I knew I had a problem and I was trying to do something about it. So when you you said, okay, now I got something to pray for you about. Yeah. Um, but I didn't quit for like another couple of years after that. Okay. Or a year and a half, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Had it been going on for a while or did you it know, start? You know, well, I mean, I, I had been drinking all my life, you know, mostly socially. Probably pretty typical college age stuff. But, you know, my mom was probably an alcoholic. My uncle is. Uh, he struggled with that. Um uh, my father passed away when I was a kid, but I, when I was cleaning out all my mom's stuff, I found some of his medical records from the 80s, which his doctor had written that he was a heavy smoker and a heavy drinker in the early 80s. Okay. So how much did you have to drink then to be considered a heavy drinker? But I didn't really start drinking daily until Kate was born. When that second kid came along, you know, I was working 50 hours a week on a good week, a lot more than that. You know, the the number one thing that I did in my job at that point was acquire stress. That was what I did all day. And then you come home and you got two little kids and, you yep. know. Stress. So, yeah. So, I started drinking and yeah. uh, bourbon was my thing. Okay. And so, I became quite the connoisseur, learned a lot about it. And it was a hobby, but then it was a daily habit. And so, I drank every day, give or take, for about, oh gosh, five or six years. Yeah. And so, you know, and I would average two or three a day. Okay. And so sometimes that means you have one and sometimes that means you have eight on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so you're waking up Wednesday morning going to your meetings and you're like, what? What am I doing? You know? <laughs> Feeling like crap. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, that that's kind of, that's mm-hmm. what I was doing. And I was, you know... I wasn't doing it in secret, really, because people knew I drank, but it wasn't like I was going out to parties or anything either. I was doing it at home. Um, When I, and I, you know, it's funny, I've alluded to the fact that I, people who know me on Facebook are probably going to know that, you know, they, they're probably going to remember that post that Mm -hmm. I posted about that year. Um, And so that's fine. No secret at all. I, I was using it as a coping mechanism for some personal stuff that was going on in my life. And then... It's funny how many people have said things to me like, I think I'm doing that too. Since I stopped drinking, and as of the day that we record this, 824 days ago, but who's counting, right? Absolutely, you should. Um, Love it. As I've talked about that, I've had so many people tell me, just like what you said, mm-hmm. yeah, I need, to, I need to give it up too. Mm-hmm. I quit. And my answer to them is always, look, if you think you drink too much, then you probably do. So that was just something that I, you know, even in my walk with Christ, it was just something that I was doing. You mm-hmm. know, like you said, we're all messy people. How long did you suspect that that you might be drinking too much? And then what led to those events? Several years. Okay. Just in like inside? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I might mention to people, you know, yeah, I need to, I need to probably quit yeah. or whatever. But I mean, I was, I was going through a bottle about every three or four days. I remember one time I got in my truck at work on a Friday 
and started my truck. And you know, your phone will tell you where you're going. You know, it'll pop up and it should say something like home, home. 11 minutes away or whatever. Mine said specs, five minutes away. Really? And that's when I was like, well, first I thought it was pretty, I was like, that's wow. That's kind of funny. That's right. kind of funny. Yeah. I have a story to tell now, <laughs> but also crap. Yeah. I mean, so, um, <laughs> yeah, right. So. That's uh, okay. I mean, we're laughing over here. I, I've realized on this podcast, I'm an inappropriate laugher. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah. for real, right? I mean, that's really cool, but also. What the hell, man? Yeah. And then I would go on business trips, you know, and they knew I liked to drink. And so they gave me this huge bottle of George Dickel when I left, which was phenomenal. But just stuff like that. I mean, I, people just knew that I was the guy who drank. Yeah. And after Kate had passed, and, you know, my drinking had nothing to do with Kate. I mean, I was drinking for years prior to her diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, Did it exacerbate it? No. No. It was the same. You know, certainly I had days where I drank a lot during her diagnosis, but I had days I drank a lot prior to it. Sure. Uh, and I had days I drank a lot after she died. So I was supposed to go out of town to a dentist appointment of all things in Marble Falls. So I was supposed to go down to see him and I never made it because I stopped off to see a buddy of mine in San Angelo and uh, woke up in his driveway about 4 a.m. and called Ashley the next morning and she's like, you're done. You're done. Hmm. And I was like, I want to be done. She's like, well, you are. I needed that. I needed that support. I don't know if it's W. Bush's biography or if it's Laura Bush's biography, but it one of those books starts off like the opening pages about his drinking. And I saw an interview. I don't think it's in the book, but I saw an interview she did one time where she said, you know, they didn't really, it wasn't like a, she never said, look, it's going to be Jim Bean or me, but she let him know that she was disappointed in him, that he could do better. And that was very similar to what happened with Ashley. God had been putting on my heart for a long time that you're drinking too much, but he used my wife, Mm -hmm. the smart one, to make me get rid of it. And yeah. I think you had to be ready first because you said I was ready. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the date? October 14th. 2020. 2020. Yeah. So it was just after Kate had passed. It was just after Kate had passed. Okay. I think it's interesting how we all come to that place. It doesn't matter whether it's alcohol or whether it's gambling or whether it's just overspending or anything that gets out of control in our lives. We all, I think we have to come to a place where we go, okay, this is a problem. But often it, you know, it does. It takes a while for us to admit, not only is it a problem, but I got to do something about it. Yeah. And I love that God used Ashley for that. She's, she's an incredible Incredible human. Um, you, as we say at our house, I outkicked my coverage. Oh, oh man. I mean, yeah, yeah. You have you have no idea. Um, you know, obviously drunkenness is an act of the sinful nature, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I knew that and I'd wanted to stop, but I was just, I was incapable. Is it Casting Crowns that has that song called It's a Slow Fade? Yeah, absolutely. Is it Casting Crowns? I think, I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, it just it starts off that way, right? It's just yeah. kind of here and there, and then it's, you know, mm-hmm. it snowballs. Yep. But for me, it's always hard for me to recognize in the moment what God is doing for me. I'm really bad about that, and I have no knack of prophecy for the future, but I love to look back. Right. Mm Because I can see all the dots connected. Obviously, God was at work in my life. I had 
prayed for years before I met Ashley for someone to spend my life with. And he brought her to me. And for a number of reasons, I would not be alive today if it wasn't for Ashley. I mean, I have this weird cancer genetic condition that obviously Kate had also, but Ashley's the one that figured out that something wasn't right and pushed me and encouraged me to go see certain specialists and get that diagnosed. And so, you know, I wouldn't be here. It probably wasn't for her. So it's, it makes sense that it was her that said, you're done. What was that like? The first couple of weeks were difficult because I think that first weekend after I quit, we were going to paint the shed. Our shed in our backyard was just kind of, it was, I mean, it's in great shape, but the paint was coming off and needed to be worked on. Well, how do you do something outside without drinking a beer? <laughs> I don't understand. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Water. I mean, <laughs> iced tea. Iced tea. I mean, come on. <laughs> so it was that kind of thing, you know? Okay. Yeah. But really, that only lasted a couple of weeks. And then it mm-hmm. just kind of faded. I started drinking tea at night, hot tea at night. So I just replaced one addiction with another, but at least it was healthier. You know, that became kind of a new routine. And it took a long time to go to sleep. I noticed because I was using that to go to sleep. And so I'd forgotten that, you know, years prior, I used to lay in bed for like an hour before I'd ever go to sleep. And so now that's just got used to that again. But man, do I wake up feeling like a million bucks. I bet you do. Haven't been hung over in two plus years. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I will tell you, I was in specs on Saturday. Okay. Not for myself. Okay. And I thought while well, I'm in there, you know, I'm just going to go to the bourbon aisle mm-hmm. and I'm just going to look. I'm just going to look and see my old friends are over there and, you know. Go, go say hi to your old friends. Number one, there was so much stuff that I did not know about. Like, there's new brands and varieties. And some of my old favorites have evolved a little bit and they've got new offerings. It all looks so delicious. Mm-hmm. But I was struck for the first time in so long. I felt this, this longing and this compulsion and this pull hmm. that to where I had to, I just had to get out of there. Hmm. I, I had I was like Bruce in I was like Brucey in Finding <laughs> in Nemo. Nemo. <laughs> yes, I was like I'm having fish tonight. All that <laughs> tastes good. I had to get out of there. Uh-huh. And I went to the grocery store after that. And I called Ashley and I was like, I just I just had a something happened. I got to come home and have a glass of tea. Because I felt that was the first time I'd felt that in a long time, and it kind of freaked me out. So, you know, I'm not out of the woods by any means. I know. I don't know if anybody in any capacity. I think you, we all, we could all go back <clears throat> at any moment. It's only God's grace that. Oh, absolutely. One day at a time. I still dream about it about twice a week. You still dream about it? Oh yeah. Huh. But usually in my dreams, it's like I had a drink and I didn't realize I had a drink, and now I have to start counting over again. <laughs> You know, because I'm competitive enough. I wanted the number to keep going. So, yeah. Whatever it takes, man. But, you did know. Did you ever go to AA or anything no, like that? You just no. stopped. And- I, have, I have friends who did. Yeah. Um, but no, I just, I just, no. You just. My A was Ashley. And so, I just, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. I just, she's held me accountable. Yeah. Did, did it take a while to start talking about, yeah, I'm sober now? Or when when did you... Did it take a while to say it out loud? Well, you know, I was still working with the people I'd worked closely with for 10, 12 years. I mean, these were, this was my family outside of the home, you know, and they knew. And so I would talk to them a little bit and be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to quit. You know, I'm going to try to quit. Did any of them realize or think you had a problem? 
Yeah, I think they all, I think they, a lot of the feedback I got from them was, oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that big of a problem. And so, yeah, I would tell them, yeah, I hadn't had a drink in 10 days. But I'll say this, this was, this is my journey. And so it's probably not going to be the same for a lot of people. But I mean, compared to losing KK, Mm -hmm. I mean, losing alcohol was nothing, you know? I was so numb. Ashley and I were both so numb and so raw just from the experience that we'd been through that, you know, it was just one more thing, kind of. It didn't hit me the way I think it would hit a lot of people because I had so much more in my mind, Mm -hmm. you know. Perspective. Yeah. 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 That's okay. I get that. You have ended up in real estate. Yeah. Which... um, And I've been doing real estate now. It's 12 years this month that we're recording this. Um, And I have found that... And it's good real... It's actual good realtors like Christy Lowe who are hoarding all the clients (laughs) for poor little family realtors, like struggling family realtors like myself. (laughs) Um, I mean, and I'm lucky. I have good people. Like, I've got great clients. But it's just real estate is such a stressful job and and any job you do can be stressful. I think we are in the service industry. Um, Our job is to make other people's transactions smoother. Well, that comes with some stress. And I'll I'll be honest, I worried about you when you started because I thought, oh Lord, I know the stress this brings. This can be a heavy burden. I had somebody tell me one time, it must be scary to start a new career. You know, I'm 43. And I said, no, I've I've seen scary. Mm-hmm. This is uncomfortable. And there's a big difference there. And I think it's just all a matter of perspective, too. You have an immense amount of perspective. My, my friend Amber, who talked about losing her husband on an earlier episode, she was like, sometimes you're thankful for your pain. Um, you've, you've been through it. Our pain is our, our problems. Those are the things that shape us. And you either have the opportunity to draw closer to God through it Mm -hmm. and lean into Him in it, or it drives you the entire other way and it gets real ugly real fast. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you chose the former over the latter. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted you on here is because I know that your story could have gone the other way. Like it could have, but for the grace of God. Yeah, absolutely. Could have gone the other way. Yeah. And how many more people get to know Jesus because of the way that you've chosen to walk this out? And I'm proud of you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. The episode I'm posting this one on is on the fruit of the spirit of self-control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I still struggle with, by the way. Self-control is one I still struggle with. I mean, it may not be alcohol anymore, but you put a plate of cookies in front of me. And 20 minutes later, I'm going to be like, my belly hurts. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> you know? Yes. So, it's something that's, you know, yeah. is an ongoing process. For I, sure. I love that that God allowed me to have another Enneagram 7 on here for the self-control episode, because truly, it's my biggest struggle. I mean, self-control is a, something that permeates, or lack of, I should say, permeates my life, but I'm working on it. I'm but, trying. But I think that that's, why, that's where God gets to show up in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Because without Him, oh, man, he I really, have none. He enjoys my life because there's so much stuff for Him to do. <laughs> he got plenty of work in my I mean, he's like, man, I'm never <laughs> bored with you. 
Right. You know, yes. just doing my part over here, letting God show up in this world. I mean, it's the least I can do. It's the least I can do. It's the way I say thank you. I mean, I know we're all works in progress, and I've heard the phrase that it's not about perfection, it's about progress. And I think that that's, that's where we all are. But the work that he's doing, that he has done in you, and he continues to do in you, did it's making a difference. It's showing up. Like, people can see it in you. Do you realize that? <laughs> you got me. Um, no, but I hope so. They do. I do. That's why you're here. And it's okay to cry on this podcast. We all There's a <laughs> lot of people that cry. This life is messy. That was good until now. Um, thank you. That's very sweet. I appreciate that. Um, but I hope so. This is probably the pessimist in me, but I'm... You know, I'm kind of a, I'm a John 16, 33 guy. This world's going to suck. I mean, he tells you that straight up, but it's not for us to overcome. He's already done it. You know how God puts eternity in our hearts Mm -hmm. and you're holding on to that hope. That's the hope you're holding on to. Yeah. But while you're here, you can make it whatever you want. You can, but you know, things are going to happen too while you're here. I mean, there's there's no, the, the expectation that. I'm owed X, Y, and Z, and why did this happen to me? And I mean, it's going to be bad, you know. Yeah, we're we're, we're told that. Yeah, we are. But the goodness is coming. Yes, you know. Yes, and everything Thankfully. else is just gravy. Everything else is just gravy. I know. You know. I get it. I get so it. eat the cookies. <laughs> so you're telling me it's okay to eat the cookies? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I, hey, I think that you've said a lot of powerful things today that I think a lot of people are going to, they're going to, it's going to resonate in them. Um, I think self-control is one of the things that's, I mean, it's at the end of that list in Galatians for a reason. You know, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, which I struggle with too. And then self-control. Yeah, I got in front of me. You did good. Yeah. You growled it off. I mean, it's like God's been working on this in me or something, but I. I think it's just about cooperating. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really everything, everything good, any kind of good fruit that you or I or anybody else can bear in this world, it's all because we're cooperating and we're just saying, okay, fine, have your way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do it with a like a happy, like, all right, God, let's do this. And sometimes it's like, just just have your way. Yeah. <laughs> like it's surrender. Like I throw my hands up and I go, okay, fine. I can't do this. You get your way. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That Maybe that's just me. But anyways, what have we not? I mean, we've talked about everything under the sun. Is there anything else you want to talk I don't about? Know, man. <laughs> I think you've covered it. It's just, um, I don't know. Life is Life is an amazing journey. And we all struggle with things. We all go through things. But there is a glorious end that we're aiming for. And if we start, I mean, we all know this, right? Start with the end in mind. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's biblical too. You know, aim for heaven and you'll be okay. Well said. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. You come back. You come back. I will. Anytime. <laughs> you, you come back now. You hear? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. You're doing an amazing thing here. Thanks. Thank you for, for putting people's stories out there. So what was your takeaway today? So many things about our conversations stuck with me, and I don't ever want us to get in the habit of comparing ourselves to what others have walked through, but Eric demonstrated for us today the power of perspective. 
He lost his daughter, y'all. So the choice to quit drinking alcohol was not as big of a deal to him because he knew there were much worse things that he could lose. It's perspective. I'd be willing to bet that if each of us took a few minutes, we would probably see a place in our lives that God rescued us from or redeemed in us or just showed us mercy and grace when we did not deserve it. So the next time you want to lose your cool during a business deal, cuss out the lady in the parking lot for dinging your car, or you just want to beat your head against the wall because of a situation that you just can't deal with anymore. When self-control seems like it is a million miles away, what do we do? We take a deep breath, we readjust our focus, and we remember the one who had self-control up there on the cross. If he can do that, I can do this. Thanks for joining us today, guys, and good Lord willing, I will see you next week.